0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast.
0: And say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something that you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome in. Wednesday edition. Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Forge Studio here with you today. Podcast presented by Twisted Tea as well. we'll discuss that here. In a bit on the show, we'll get back to uh, the Missouri NIL situation that we didn't get to yesterday. It was practice last night. It was a really intense one. We'll go through that a little bit. And uh, much more here with you. Uh, some national storylines as well. Reading Twitter this morning, live stream. A lot of places to get content. And we'll be with you for a little over an hour here on this morning's show. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, ribs. They can take care of dinner tonight. Wet or dry, call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go for you. The hot case, plenty of desserts, side items, and more. Lunch specials feature two sides bread and a uh, fountain drink of your choice from a size standpoint. Might as well get the large one because why not? Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, there's no hassle, there's no haggle, you get your quote, the rest is up to you, you can shop that quote around, or uh, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, again, 662-257-1900, guest join on the Campbell Clinic Hotline, the Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Have you let fame get to you? Uh, Your fame? Has it gotten to you?
2: Yeah, it was like people coming into the neighborhood. I had to stop, sign some autographs, do some different things. Yeah, 100%.
3: Your Ric Flair robe that you walked in with this morning. It just seemed a bit much. You see the fuchsia one, really. It just seemed a bit much. Yeah. But, I mean, you do you. Yeah. But, you know, you show up every day and just do your thing, and so no one can really tell whether the fame has gotten to you or not. You can't read
2: people's minds. Especially when they're wearing a football helmet. Yes. (laughs) Um... Now I'm lost all train of thought. I'm going to jump into football in a second. You were at practice last night. We we'll get into that. Did you see this? Because I'm, it's not worth a segment or anything. But with errors so far down in Major League Baseball, did you say that this morning? I saw the headline. I haven't had a chance to read the story, but I did. I did see the headline. Um, Major League Baseball denying it. But um, <laughs> how can they deny it? <laughs> well, they're denying that it is a mandate or that they have told oh. people to have fewer errors. But apparently, if you have to take one or two steps, it's not an error anymore in baseball. Um, They are trying to figure out why, what's causing it. Um, They think some of the scoring system situations from the pandemic changes when they didn't have scores in the park. Um, While there are scores back in the park, those systems are still in place to some extent. So it's created some continuity but there's a really good story this morning about unraveling exactly why batting average is up a little bit because of it errors down the fewest in history through how many ever games they are through at this point.
3: Are ERAs up?
2: Uh, I'm sure it's in the story. I haven't seen that. Um, But, you know, we, we know they've been worried about batting average. We know that nobody really cares about fielding percentage outside of the stat heads, but it is a change significant enough that if it continued on, you would almost have to create an a splice in understanding stats relative to one another inside the game, unless you were doing some really advanced stuff on range factors and things like that. But yeah, I look, I like conspiracies. So my guess is there is some, some impetus on that for some very easy PR reasons. Well, uh, let's be real. I mean, not to get,
3: not to go down the the rabbit hole, but the conspiracy theorists are on a real run right now. I mean, they, they, they've they had about a three year run of, of nailing it. So yeah i like the i like the i don't disregard much conspiracy theory at all anymore there too many of them are coming to fruition
2: uh yeah luke Luke, i've got i've got two or three newsletters every day that absolutely add to the uh the content of the podcast and catch me up it would frankly be dumb not to because i can't search every website so i let them bring it to me but yeah that is that is that is certainly one of them most uh most days they do a really good job um I don't just go to the site very much, but I will let the, uh, the newsletter guide me from, uh, from time to time, but so that, that's, the athletic that's, pulse. Yeah, 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 sure. But that's worth your time, um, to, uh, to check out is it's, uh, it's interesting because I mean, I'm watching, I mean, I deal with college baseball every day where you basically have to just fall down and trip and have the ball go between your legs to get an error sometimes. And it depends on home and away. Um, And a lot of times the justification is, well, if we're on the road, we're going to get screwed, so we screw the road team. And it's like, well, hold on a minute, though. Couldn't we just be normal? Well, Um, last week, the Cubs went back like two, three weeks
3: and put an error on Nico Horner to take six earned runs away from Justin Steele. Oh, really? Lowered his ERA like half a point.
2: Well, it's like a, it's a running joke in the baseball press box because they'll make a thing and like a couple of people in the press box will be like, "Oh, I can't believe he did that." And it's like it's fine; it'll it, it'll it'll be fixed in like two and a half hours. It's okay. They'll ask Mike after the game yeah. what the ruling is, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, um, and he's very uh very pro hit, very very pro hit, very, very pro hit. So he's anti error. It's not is he says very often it's not Dodger Stadium, just. That's true. Don't like let it let it let it play. That's true. Um, you there, shouldn't you shouldn't
3: hold a college shortstop to the same standard that you hold the Guardians shortstop.
2: Yeah, and uh, he's very hard on his catchers because he expects excellence. So you'll have more pass balls that could easily be wild ball pitches. He will punish a catcher with pass balls if he thinks it's at all the catcher's fault. Those are his two scoring quirks that you'll. I, I'm 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 cool with that.
3: You good with that? Yeah. By the way, uh, Jeffrey. Since we're talking baseball, we did not get your Orioles
2: announcer I mean, rant. I'd, I, I'd like to hear it. I mean, Go for anybody forward. who's been under a rock, the Orioles—they won't call it a suspension. The, uh, the 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 Orioles will simply say that they are looking forward to having Kevin's voice back soon. Well, then why not yesterday? He's healthy. He's not. <laughs> I mean, he has. He does he not okay? have laryngitis. He is fine <laughs> okay. at this point. So. He's doing, and I've watched the video like nine times. Like, I'm watching for mannerisms or something. Like, this it, it, is boggling my mind. He's actually a very talented broadcaster. He's been there a long time, liked a ton. Yeah. Last night, the Orioles fans were chanting free Kevin Brown <laughs> yeah. at the game. Yeah. That's when you know administratively you've made a huge error is when the fans who are at the game for a division leader yeah. are talking about the the radio guy the TV guy, whatever. Yeah. Okay, he is talking about a stat that was in every game note that the Orioles play the Rays with. You should see our notes packages. This kind of crap is in them. Thank you. I appreciate them, but they're there every day. Yeah. The in-house Orioles PR team made the graphic that said tropical depression playing off the park (laughs) there in Tampa. Yeah. This is it. Is the most normal thing in the world. It's the kind of stuff you talk about
3: in a broadcast
2: because it was a positive. The Orioles are winning the division. They're maybe the most fun team in baseball, depending on how you feel about the Atlanta Braves. That's it. Oh no, they're more fun than the Braves. Yeah. They're I not mean, as they're not as good as
3: the Braves, right. but they're more
2: fun than the Braves. I mean, I have spent this season talking multiple times on this podcast about how I like obviously, obviously, to whatever extent I'm a Braves fan because I've always been a Braves fan. Sure, and I like the Orioles because mm-hmm. they have college guys, love Adley Rushman, like the whole deal, mm-hmm. like the Orioles. Yeah, until this week. And I go, you know what? I see where this is going. This one decision tells me everything I need to know. There's a reason teams suck. There's a reason that it doesn't work out at the end of the day. And it's because some people are better than others. That is the way this works. And when you're worried about a stat that is true and is showing your Frankly, your management success, because you have come from those depths and you have gotten to this point. For sure. It was about the fact that they had lost 15 straight series against the Tampa Rays. In the same division with the Yankees and Red Sox. Correct, yeah. The Rays have done this to them. The Rays, whose plan they are essentially implementing or emulating to some extent with how they have built their franchise. Yeah. And you're that worried and you're that insecure and you're that whatever that you worry about this because what they figured out, is through sources, and I've read a good bit on this. I'm frankly too much. Is it had to be ownership because no one else would be able to get away with it without somebody walking in and going, "What the hell are you doing?" That he's the only person where you don't. He has too many yes people around him, and nobody goes, "Hey, whoa, 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 whoa." You realize you're going to make a story out of something that's not our division leading baseball team, right? That's the most fun team in the in the in the country. But no. I mean, you know, it's a lot like, and I, I know we we, we and we changed on the decision. We changed on what we feel, felt about it. You and I disagreed a little bit, and then I kind of came around to you, but Artie Moreno with the Angels. Yeah. They're always going to suck because Artie Moreno's their owner. Yes. He sucks. So 100%. They're, they're whatever. 100%. And look, the Orioles are a damn good team. But when this takes up any part of your day, and you make this decision, and then double down and stay on it, because you didn't bring him back last night. You didn't go, you know what? I was sensitive. I'd had a day. My coffee didn't have cream in it. I screwed up, Kevin. I'm sorry. My butler did not do a good whatever. job that day. But right. seriously, that's all you had to do is go. Hey, you know say. what? I had a day. I made I, a bad decision. I'm sorry. I made a bad decision. I made a Kevin, mistake. Come back. I'm gonna. I might even do this little social media thing where I shake your hand and go, ah, whatever. You know. when you beat the Rays. And maybe you tell your PR team, hey, let's spoof off this. Let's turn this funny for a day, and then we'll all move on. Yeah. Because baseball Twitter accounts are funny. Yeah. Let's <clears> let, <throat> let's be funny, and then let's get out of this. Instead, no. Sources say they expect him back on August the 11th.
0: Oh. <laughs> because?
2: <laughs> yeah, why? The Orioles are not going to win the World Series. They're not. I, I, I yeah. I th- can't argue th- that. Th- th- there something inside that I went, nope. You're a loser, and you've always been a loser. And even though you're really fun right now, and I love your team. You'll find a way to screw it up. You're a loser. Up. You'll find a way to screw it no, up? No, you're a loser. Yeah.
3: yeah i I can't disagree at all it's insane and there's they should be such a fun team because they got and they got more fun guys coming up they're they're gonna be they're they're gonna improve they've got i mean they're 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 a blast rutschman outside of shohei and acuna is maybe the most fun player in baseball And is apparently every bit as good of a guy as he is a player. I mean, he's genuinely a good dude. But they screwed it up.
2: I mean, I found myself I found myself really happy the Astros hit a grand slam in the ninth inning yesterday. One seven six. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Kyle Tucker hit a grand slam in the oh. ninth inning to beat him seven six last night. And I went, I just pulled for the Astros in a baseball game. Oh, that does tell you something. I mean. Because they're hard to I mean, talk for. about having to. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You it's, know that brine that's on oysters a little bit that you yeah. got to get through? That That's. That licorice taste kind of that you just can't. Yeah. It's. Because it's, what are you going to do? Is he just going to come back in the booth on August 11th like nothing ever happened? Oh, I'm sure. Does he even reference it? I'm sure he doesn't. I mean, from the athletic, despite it being in the game notes, ownership took exception to Brown, pointing it out, believing it made them sound cheap. Baltimore ranks 29th in Major League Baseball and payroll. They are cheap. (laughs) I mean, you are cheap. That'd
3: be like me saying, you know, that made me sound bald. My other
2: favorite, and I'll stop because we already need to get a football. They took him out of the booth right after the comment, but said, "Hey, we've got some shortages in some other areas. Go do radio for three games, or for a game. He did radio in Philadelphia, and then got pulled off everything. So we're just gonna let somebody see your face for whatever. But hey, I, Jim's out with the flu, so go,
3: go do the radio broadcast. Yes.
2: I need some thought bubbles on Ben McDonald right now, wherever he is." <laughs> Well, the part is is that they they clearly planned the open to the broadcast and the in house. Multiple sources briefed on the decision also said ownership has enacted a new policy mandating their broadcasters where only team gear went on air, which has rankled some. The snafu led to Brown filling in on radio after his comment in the race series because another broadcaster got in trouble. Broadcasters have also been reprimanded previously for mentioning past Oriole players who no longer with the team. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm that's, that's what? Whoa. whoa hold on. Who is monitoring this?
3: I mean, what are we doing? And I did notice they were wearing Orioles stuff. Like Usually they wear, like the Cubs guys wear marquee stuff. They don't really wear Cubs stuff.
2: The Orioles, however, are in first place in the American League East.
3: They are. They're a really good, They're really a good. Really good
2: baseball team.
3: And just a... Uh, a lot of fun to
2: watch. <laughs> that Tommy Boy quote is so good. Does this suit make me look fat? No, your face does. <laughs> uh, okay.
3: <laughs> no, it's not the suit, man.
2: <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. You saw it again last night what do you make of practice being so low key? I mean, I I don't want to repeat yesterday's conversation, but it's one of the few things you and I talked about before the show started today. It's keeping them fresh. It's all the things we mentioned yesterday, but it's, it's to such a degree that it almost looks weird and I'm, I have to adjust to it. Yeah. I mean, I've covered college football in August
3: pretty much every year since 1994. God, I'm old, but That was the Eagle. Yeah, but I've never seen a camp that's this. I don't know. I don't know if laid back's not the right. Last night was laid back. Okay, late last night was chill. It had just a shorts and shoulder pads, shorts and shoulder pads. It was not physical. They were now they worked. Look, I they're thumping at best. I think he's on to something and I'll give credit to who said it. David Eckert covers Ledger, Ole Miss for the clearing ledger. I was talking to him for a minute and he said, you know, when you're going to go a thousand miles an hour, you want fresh legs. And when you have, when you're trying to make sure you build depth and you give guys meaningful reps, you can't do that if they're hurt. And they're clearly emphasizing assignment. I could watch Pete Golding coach defense for an hour a day before I got bored. Oh, a lot of instruction. There's no point. the The whole and you know we talked about this. You yell and cuss and scream and do nothing else but that at 19, 20 year old kids. You will lose them. That's just not the way they were raised, and you can you can have some generational debate if that makes you feel good about how it was better in the old days when coaches told you that you're going to run you're going to run uphill to practice both ways, and you're going to do it. You're not going to drink, and you're not going to have any water, and and you're going to like it. Junction Boys, I mean, whatever. I mean, if that makes you feel good, cool. It's just not that way anymore, and there's just a lot more instruction. There's a lot more emphasis on getting the assignment correct and going fast and and i think there's a lot of emphasis on the biomechanical part of making sure that bodies are healthy and they're getting ready to go into a season where look you play you're going to play a game against mercer at one o'clock in the afternoon it's going to be four thousand six hundred and eight degrees then you're going to go south and basically play a game on the equator <laughs> at 2.30 in the afternoon in the hottest place on earth in September. <laughs> and then after that, two weeks later, you're going to play Alabama, LSU, LSU and, Arkansas. and Arkansas. Boom, boom, boom. Well, you're going to want fresh legs, as fresh as you can get. So, I mean, it's very clear to me, at least. and I mean, Lane kind of addressed this, right? But They're just not going to hey, we're not going to pulverize the roster in August and then hope it sort of sorts itself out in September.
2: The one thing that has always been the conversation to this topic, and it's mentioned in the stream, is do you have to do a certain amount of to-the-gram tackling to be good at tackling early in the season? Yes or no? Well, they do a lot of tackling drills, just yes. not
3: of other human
2: beings. Yeah, they use all the mechanics and the pads. The and rolling all the stuff. thing yeah. and
3: stuff like that, where they, they do tackle to the ground but they're not hitting each other to the ground. Now, they're going
2: to do some of that. They're going to Here's the deal, too. Tackling is more than 50% about position. Getting to the right place at the right time. Yeah, sure, wrapping up matters and all that. Don't get me wrong, cuz some people try to do the thump and knock people down and they're bad tacklers. But people who are really bad tacklers are people who don't get to a spot at the right angle and right time and the mechanics of tackling. Right. That's why you miss tackles, is you're not in the place you need to be when you need to be there and you start reaching. So get fresh legs, get there. Get yeah. to your spot. Do those kind of things. Yeah. And you teach that in a in a lot of different ways.
3: So I, I don't know. It just was kind of there's just a different vibe to that practice than what I guess what I'm sort of we've used to seen. in August. Where it's,
2: I mean, I'm 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 really curious what Thursday looks like when they put pads on. I mean, Kiffin
3: has come as close as any coach to admitting that spring football is not really something he cares much about. I mean, he almost has said out loud, "We do it because everybody else does it. We do it because you're supposed to do it." He doesn't put emphasis in it on it, and this, you know, if you watch Hard Knocks. Last year with the Lions, there were practices that they built to where it was like, Hey guys, this this practice might want to turn it on. Stuff decisions are getting made from this practice. This is a big practice. And then there were practices where, hey, this is a learning day. This is we're not we're not killing each other today. There's we're and we're all on the same team here. Let's protect each other, stuff like that. There's there's just kind of a lot of that out there. I I think he's ahead of the mental curve here. I won't be the one that if something goes bad. I won't be the one. Well, if you practiced harder in August, I, I'm not doing that. But there, and on our beat, I don't think there'll be anyone that will do that. I don't think. I I just I I think the goal is to get to the starting tape as healthy as you can.
2: Speaking of practice, uh, it did not look good yesterday, but hopefully, Braylon Sanders recovers or gets a good prognosis. Oh, he uh, yeah. came up with a bad knee. Yesterday during Dolphins camp. So, don't know what that looks like, but just uh, I did see that yesterday as uh, Ohio State's athletic director is retiring next year.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gene Smith. think Ross will get that gig.
2: Be a very wanted gig. I mean, be time to get out of college station potentially Might by be. then. Might be. Will he hire the next Texas A&M football coach? I mean, he'll hire who they tell him to hire. Will he be in place to hire the next AM football coach? Uh I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the internals there
3: to know whether he's in any shape, form, or fashion hot water. But whoever hires the next football coach at Texas AM will be people that have a lot of oil
2: money. There's a lot of people to answer to in college station. Yes. It's not, a, not a lot of donors, a lot, a lot of, of folks. A lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of sh- a lot of cooks. Yeah. That want to stir a little bit. A lot of howdies. Yeah.
3: Giggle. Do you think in regular conversation when they know nobody's listening, they just say hello? Or do you still think they go howdy?
2: I think it's so ingrained. You're still saying howdy. howdy. Yeah, it's just what you do. I mean, you don't need an audience, you know, war eagle when you're walking down the street or anything. That's true. It's there. Ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with five percent alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team with your tailgating. Watching at a bar, hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
3: Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey is partnered with the Grove Collective. We'll be donating 20% of all commissions 10% 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at at com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or you prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Stress out about the rebels, not your money. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. Or if you live in uh, Hernando, Memphis, that area, call uh, the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app, name your price, on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. The College Corner is coming to Oxford this fall. Their newest location will be in the Oxford Commons just off of Sisk Avenue. They'll have more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear with plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. It's opening in mid-August. You can also check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code Grove 20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase.
2: Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. They also will transfer your medications easily there with G&M. You make one phone call, they take care of the rest. Again, Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or G&M in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. Going to get the Missouri thing in a minute, but um, before we do that, Ross Dellinger, now of Yahoo Sports. um, Our guy. Yeah. We're we're colleagues. Completely a guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, with a story yesterday about the ACC expansion and SMU potentially crashing the party um, with some interesting financials as Cal and Stanford probably taking a 60 to 70% share um, off the top in the ACC. They've got the grant of rights causes a huge problem here. However – the ESPN contract, much like the SEC, has the prorata where teams have to get the same thing from their side of this. Um, SMU just for survival, willing to go five years without distribution for a long-term home to go. Okay, bet on yourself and betting that the league is okay with this and Good. it survives. Good luck. That's but now, what's your other option? <laughs> so here's because the American is going so crappy that here's what's it's worth the gamble. Because look, the money's there if they want it to be there. Now their donors have to get involved, but let's not act like Highland Park doesn't have enough cash to fund things for a minute. Oh no, no! Look, there are people we
3: well, I, have. We yeah. have an emailer who sends us stuff who's who's tied in with SMU who will tell you that the money's there, and the commitment may very well be there. I mean, there's a lot of money in Highland Park. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. All the money. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me about the ACC thing is
2: you're getting nothing. Anyone gives a damn well, about?
3: and not only that, but two or three of the
2: people in the ACC are like, what the hell are we? What? 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 Yeah. Clemson is happy now because Stanford <laughs> Cal and SMU are in the league. It's like, hold hold on. And then Greg Sankey yesterday, I think on Feinbaum, I'll give credit where credit is that where it was.
3: I'm, I'm pretty sure
2: the SEC network. Yes.
3: Says, you know, there's really nothing out there that we're all that interested in. Right, right. At this moment, we're, we're. I think he said we are in a phenomenal position, which jives. Listen, listen. So let me let me be clear here, Chase. I don't cover the SEC anymore. It's not my beat. I don't. I'm, I'm interested. I keep up, but I don't. I'm not digging on the beat. Okay. So I could well be wrong, and if I am, so be it. And they name Florida State and Clemson as new members later today. I will I mean, don't send me the things going, you idiot. I, I'm admitting that I might not be right here. But I have consistently heard that the SEC just not interested in those schools. And so I don't know that they have the leverage that they want to have, which begs the question, Florida State's bluster. What's that all about? Do they have an overture from the Big Ten that they're not telling anybody about? Is the Big Ten – trying to make a stealth move into the Southeast, which in some ways makes sense. You already have the Northwest. You have the West Coast. You have the Midwest. Maybe you go get the Southeast. You already have the Northeast. You're technically in the New York market. You Maybe that's their big move. Maybe the Big Ten's move is to be a 20-team league that covers coast to coast. But I don't sense that the SEC, and Sankey basically says this,
2: I don't sense that the SEC is particularly worried about it. It's been my thought process the entire time, I mean, at least with the moves that the Big Ten have made with Washington, Oregon, USC. just like, okay, I, I, I get it. I can, I can get there on all those. I understand why that makes a ton of sense in a lot of ways, taking out the whole travel thing.
3: Here's Sankey's quote, by the yeah, way. Yeah, go ahead. We're very clear that there's not something out there that we should be reaching for. We're very clear. This was on Feinbaum. Okay. We're very clear that there's not something out there That we should be reaching for. Now, there's some semantics there. Technically, the ACC schools aren't, quote, out there
2: because they're locked up. But come on. But come on. The for sale sign would go in the yard very quickly.
3: Here's another quote. I I think it's wise for us to take a step back and reconsider what the playoff format might look like given these changed circumstances. Sure. I have not had any meaningful conversations, but I think we have to acknowledge it is on everyone's mind pending the outcome of some of these membership movements. Right now, we still have 10 FBS conferences, but there are obviously questions on whether or not that remains. And yeah, that could create a thought in my mind and in others of some level of adjustment being made. Okay, well, now that walks it back a little.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: It's still more on the side of my thought, though, which is if you're going to take teams and you're going to do this, it has to be something that actually increases something. Yes. And Cal and Stanford and SMU in its current iteration do not do that. No one has eyeballs on those games. They don't care. You're not gaining more people really at all with Clemson playing Cal instead of Clemson playing Pitt.
3: It, well, listen to this jab at the ACC. <laughs> this is—I mean, this is Greg Sankey being. This is he—he he took your robe. He did. He—he he put your robe on. Okay. And he's standing in the, at the mic talking to Gordon Soly at this point. Okay. We don't need to be in four time zones to generate interest on the West Coast.
2: To be the man. <laughs> Woo! I mean, that's a little bit of a shot at the Big Ten too. It's a little bit of a shot at everybody. Yeah. I mean, and he ain't wrong. Well, that's my point, is hold on a minute. You need more money for the conferences for less appealing games. Teams that don't draw any ratings, that don't do anything for you, frankly. Like that's my point. What the ACC is doing, I get it's about survival in a way, but there's only one team. No, out the there that, that,
3: there's only one team out there, Chase, that, that does anything that increases
2: the SEC watchability, and that's Notre Dame. That's it. Maybe I'm crazy, but no, I, I would fight this. I would debate this, and right. I know I'm right. Okay. Of the three, <laughs> if I'm the ACC, yeah, SMU's the one I want. The hell with Clow or Stanford. Agreed. 100%, 100%. They're in Dallas. At least the ceiling is there, and that state cares about football. Oh, for sure. And here's the deal, too. Right now, you're competing against the Big 12. The ACC and the Big 12 are having their own fight, and the SEC and the Big 10 are having their own fight. They're in two different classifications. Yeah. We of. can talk about pound for pound, but sure. they're in their own classifications because yeah. the money is making them in yes, their own there's classifications. There's the big two. There's the big two. We have to stop talking By about By the way, the Ross is the first person to, uh, in print, say, the Power Four now because the Pac 12 is gone. So we have a Power Four now. I think it's a Power Two. It but is. Fair enough. Point being, if say SMU gets good at football, decent, whatever. Okay. Make your, make your, and that's not crazy. Well, no, people in Dallas love football. Yeah. 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 Who does it hurt? TCU who is maybe a top 2 team in the Big 12 right now. It's true. So you're also damaging your opponent when you do this. You would have a hell of a story. SMU's got cool uniforms and cool logos and I mean they're they're they're, they're neat if they're decent. Oh yeah, for sure. Stanford from a football standpoint, I S- get they won under hardball.
3: SMU might have the best uniforms. The po- the pony on yeah, the yeah, white, it's, it's, on the, it's, that's, <laughs> it's good. That's good. Now you, I mean, hey, listen, I'll I'll fight till till there's blood drawn on that one. That's a good
2: look. Point being, Stanford has had two, one, two really, really, really good college football coaches in the last fifteen years: David Shaw and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, two of the best. Yeah, from a coach standpoint. Yeah, they come out of that era and they are non-existent. And they're beginning more non-existence because they don't have the buy-in into athletics the same way that everybody else does. Well,
3: you see the picture of their stadium on game day.
2: It's not about anything else. It's about, if if this is the conversation we're having, where it's about TV and money and all those things, if that's what it's really about, Stanford and Cal do nothing for you at all. Let me bet on SMU. So the fact that I'm going, hey, I want Cal and Stanford, and maybe I take SMU, what... What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm with If you. this is about what it's about. I'm, I'm completely with you. Because if SMU gets a little better, let's say they could just be 8-4. and Clemson-SMU is a lot sexier than Clemson and Cal. It's not close. Yeah. Well, it would take you
3: half the time to fly your volleyball team to Dallas that it would take to fly it to San Francisco. And I know the answer is going to be, well, what they'll do is they'll play Cal on Friday and Stanford on si- Sunday. Yeah, whatever. Right, whatever. How
2: about you just go play SMU and fly home? Thanks. Yeah,
3: I mean, you're just – explain to me how – I
2: get SMU needs facility upgrade, all that. I don't care. I don't I don't care. Whatever. That's not my point.
3: Their football stadium's fine. Gerald Ford Field. They can fix it up a little bit. It's fine. Moody's ugly, but it'll be all right. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. No one's making decisions based on anything other they than football. They don't even football.
2: have baseball, so you're good. Keep
3: what you're doing. They don't even – no one's making a decision on this on anything based other than football, Period. Now, it affects everybody else, but it's football. And the whole thing, by the way, about why don't we just make the conferences football only and then have the – that doesn't work. That's not how this – that's not how the think, whole business thing is designed.
2: And see, Jason, I just don't think fan base matters. Because I could be wrong, but they guess to use a horrible bet, big money they bring, but they don't bring a fan base at all. I don't think it matters. I don't think local fan base has any bearing on this. No, and I I think if you told their fans that hey, instead
3: of playing all these nobodies, we're going to suddenly play North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State, I think all of a sudden there would be more fan buy-in. I do. Yeah, sure. If I'm if I'm a casual SMU fan, oh, I'm in. Yeah. And you tell me I don't even I don't even know who the hell's in the league they're in now. If you tell me that hey,
2: you, instead of Memphis
3: and instead of Memf- East Carolina, and- yeah, that's okay. Instead of Memphis and East Carolina, you're going to play Clemson. And Boston College. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm more interested. Yeah. I'm a casual fan? Sure. I'm I'm much more interested. Austin with the super chat, make the case for Notre Dame and the SEC.
2: It's very simple. Tons of eyeballs. Tons of money. Just that's it. Yeah.
3: Money that's... and eyeballs.
2: And although Notre Dame does not care. No. They're they, good. They don't. They don't. They're as well as long as NBC goes, Hey, here's the money. And they also just signed the largest apparel deal in college football. Yes. They just got like $10 million a year in apparel. No, they're, again,
3: it's not even a hot take. The one program out there that could elevate the SEC. I didn't say fit in the SEC, make the SEC have another product that's worth watching, blah, blah, blah. The one that could elevate the SEC is Notre Dame. If I told Ole Miss people, hey, Notre Dame's coming to town for a conference game next year, people are getting jacked up. It's a big deal. If I tell you, hey, Florida State's coming to town, it's like, okay, cool. I mean, but that's what's the difference between Florida and Florida State from a, if you're an Ole Miss fan? If I tell you Notre Dame's coming to play, you're getting all fired up. You're circling that weekend. You're calling our boys at 7 South tailgating and you're getting everything hooked up because you're going to go all out for the Notre Dame game.
2: That's <laughs> right. Does Florida State, as pissed as they are right now, go, hey, your conference schedule next year includes games at Highland Park and Berkeley? Yeah. Well, I mean, I go back
3: to my thing. Where is this bluster from Florida State going? A part of me wants the ACC to go, okay, guys, i tell you what. You want out? You're out. Here, we'll sign the papers. Bye. Now, where are you going? We're even, we're even going to waive the grant of rights fee for you. Just disappear. Haul ass. Have fun. Good luck. Move out. I don't think the SEC jumps. Maybe the Big Ten does. Maybe they know something. Maybe they want to go to the Big 12. I have no idea. But I don't know where all the blood... It's confusing.
2: Is the ACC viable to any moderate length of time with those three schools? Can they get enough money to be okay? I don't know. I mean, what does it do for you're you? You're still fourth. You're behind the Big 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it do for you? I mean, you you literally survive. The lights stay on. I mean... But if you're but if you're the SEC in the Big 10, you know, they keep going, hey, what does this 12-team playoff look like from an automatic bid standpoint? Well, you're kind of pissed if they get an automatic bid. You're like, hold on a minute. Look what's in that league. Why are we giving them an automatic bid? Well, I think that's what Sankey's...
3: It's probably where the SEC and the Big Ten are aligned, where they look at this and go, hey, nine and three in the SEC or the Big Ten is a lot different than even 11 and one in one of your silly leagues. So, no, you don't get an automatic qualifier.
2: I can build you a football schedule for Clemson or Florida State in that new league where they lose a game to each other and then beat a bunch of nobodies. And you go, okay, great. And what?
3: Right. I mean, meanwhile, if you, I mean, if you starting next season, if you play an SEC schedule and come out of it with a five and three league mark and you win, I mean, Ben has
2: got a good point. Not everything's equal. The SEC right now is getting far less than the Big Ten and Bama's not bitching about it.
3: No. Well, there, look, there's a confidence, whether it's right or wrong, we'll see. There's a confidence in SEC circles that the TV money is going to work itself out. Confidence is putting it mildly. There's a certainty.
2: I just think there's something to efficiency and being as good as possible with the teams you have, and that is what we have. And if I can do something better, great, but it needs to be something better. Yeah. Well, I'm not grabbing a bunch of dead weight to prorate and all this stuff that makes no sense. All right, sense. so let's, let's do it this way. Here's the... here's the Because if they could do it over again, truth serum. If who could do it over again? The SEC. Okay. Would they add Missouri. In Missouri's uh, not a dead weight. They're okay. They're fine. I have not. no issue. Probably not. They wouldn't.
3: Probably not. Missouri would be in the Big Ten, maybe. Or the new Big 12. Yeah. That was a move made at a time when it was about footprint. We
2: thought something was different.
3: But it was different. It was. Things do change. Yeah, sure. You know, just because a decision, when you look back on a decision 12 years later, and you're like, well, you know, that didn't make sense. Well, it made sense then. Mm-hmm. You don't ask people, hey... Put on your technology uh, future glasses and make decisions. Well, you people would really miss a lot. That's like that's like you sign a superstar and he gets hurt and he's not the same player. Well, it doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. Sometimes you just have bad luck.
2: How many decisions and processes and all that? Not the same thing, right? Because a positive outcome happened does not automatically make something a good decision, and vice versa.
3: That's a good point, Nick Saban. It's true. He's right. When, Sa- true. when Sabin talks about process over outcomes, he's right.
2: Yeah. Was my process of making the decision correct? Okay.
3: If I, I'll live with the... If I, if I follow the process correctly, 10 times out of 10, more times than not, it's going to work out. That doesn't mean that it won't
2: ever not work out. I mean, not to get self-help book, but I mean, that's what this is. This is a very large version. It's kind of what I'm about. This is a very large version of the idea of and I forget the term but when you have a decision what is the cost of it being correct versus the outcome positivity of it being correct versus the negative yeah how likely is it to be negative and if it is negative how bad does that hurt me versus how big is the huge thing that I get and how likely is that to happen right because if I say you okay you got twenty percent of a chance to win five thousand dollars it only costs you 20 bucks okay. Well, your odds are only twenty percent, but that's one you do every day because you only lose twenty bucks. Right. Whereas if I go, hey, it's gonna cost you a thousand dollars to win a hundred, but your chances are like seventy well, no, percent. No, I'm, I'm, out. I'm it out. It makes no sense. Right. It's the same thing here. When you add Stanford and Cal and do this, what are you actually getting? So here's my thing with this. Your the SEC. negative is much bigger because at some point it's being goes, Hold on a minute, I'm not paying them. I'm not doing anything. Look at these ratings. Look. In the last three years, every game that's been any good has been not including those teams.
3: You guys are idiots. Here's where the ESPN thing is interesting. ESPN, which is supposedly losing money. I don't know whether they are or not. I'm not inside ESPN. But if you're ESPN at some point, don't you look at these ACC things and go, no, wait a minute, what are we doing? So Cal and Stanford are adding Cal and Stanford to the ACC is going to change the ratings problem. It's going to make my money back. I'm going to stop bleeding money. That's why I keep waiting for the ESPN to go, okay, what parts of the ACC have value? Now, I need to move them into a property that also has value and try to increase the value across the board. Here's my thing with expansion, and I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Including teams that are in leagues, Mm -hmm. what schools out there add value to the SEC, to the TV deal? What schools out there today, including the – and I'm not doing the deal where you well, let's take away Mississippi State. And take, no, 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 no. You're in the 16. The 16. What If you were to just add, whether it's to go to 17 or 18 or to 29, what schools add value to the SEC? I think it's a really small list. It's It's USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. That might be it. You could maybe talk me into North Carolina. I know there's people in the SEC office who firmly believe that. What schools add value? I don't think Miami does. People no, keep talking about either. Miami, and I'm no. like, I don't, I don't get it. No, I've never understood how Florida State adds value. They don't. No. Um, Clemson. I kind of feel like the SEC already has Clemson. They have Auburn. Yeah. Um, who's adding value? That's true. Yeah. Who's adding value to my league? Michigan would Ohio State would for sure right maybe you can maybe even talk me into Wisconsin Penn State Penn State uh USC for sure yeah for sure
2: Notre Dame after that man it's a I mean Clemson is kind of the East Coast version of Oregon where you go yeah I don't know well like Oregon Oregon doesn't add any know. value to the SEC
3: So, it's kind of where it is.
2: You care about basketball at all? You
3: mean from a conference?
2: Yeah. I mean, do from I, a TV change the game? Anything? Does it matter at all? I don't think so. It's just down at the bottom as a footnote to go. Hey, by the way. Well, I mean, we do we do a podcast every day. I mean, North Carolina would be cool in the uh, sure
3: sure sure. But but in the SEC, even when does anybody really turn their attention to basketball mid-January?
2: So you have two months. You got to get out of bowl season. So yeah, two months. So I get two months of. I mean, I sure conference right. play begins the last week of the season. First, I mean, last week of the year. First week of the new year.
3: But we don't pay then, attention to it until the middle of January. You
2: got to get through the, the national championship, and we don't
3: really pay attention till till the middle of February. Yeah. Now that might change here with Ole Miss sure. having a, a much more high profile coach, and maybe the program elevates, and all of a sudden people are talking about basketball in November, perhaps. Yeah, sure. But around the league, how many schools around the league really turned their focus to basketball before January? Not many. Kentucky. That's about it. That is it. I mean, look, North Carolina is a big basketball brand. They would help the league. I mean, I, I get why the SEC wants North Carolina. I totally get it.
2: Yeah, I got no problem with that.
3: They've moved their league office to the state
2: of North Carolina. Correct. I mean they 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 it makes sense. TV network. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Charlotte. It is uh August, but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on their mind to kick off Christmas. They are excited to announce holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. Well, they know Christmas lights are beautiful, they can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you. The full service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. Let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate before August 31st and mention mpw 10 for 10% off. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. The full-service commercial residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Get ready for 2023
3: Ole Miss football by stepping up your sock game. Select one of three different Saturday 7-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Select the Oxford edition or one of the two NIL boxes. Dead Soxie members get exclusive pricing on the Oxford 7-pack, while NIL boxes are on sale for $150. Step up your game day style with a seven pack of Dead Soxy premium socks and cheer on your rebels in comfort and style. It's deadsoxy.com. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle based in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you. Uh, They'll listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. We're brought to you by uh, John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John is with uh, Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're probably not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Uh, It's a perfect place for a company dinner, a festive party event, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They accommodate up to 200 guests for catering or booking information. Call Jeannie at 601-421-7147. We were telling you about 7South tailgating. Uh, If you're going to tailgate in the Grove, it's coming up here soon, you want to tailgate with 7South. They'll make it where you'll never tailgate without them again. They've got individual game packages, single game, double game you can add on with uh, TVs, that kind of thing. You can basically make your uh, package as complicated or as simple as you like. Tents, tables, chairs, coolers, tablecloths, box fans, generators, sidewalls, all of that and more for SEC game packages, non-conference games, individual games. Again, it's 7southtailgating.com.
2: Podcast is brought to you by Primeshrimp, prime Shrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the Orleans-style barbecue to the signature, the full meals in a bag, the Simply Shrimp that you can season yourself, and much more. You can get that delivered directly to your door. You can have it prepared in fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate with restaurant-quality shrimp. They also offer their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, a lot like what's at the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. Again, code RG with primeshrimp.com. You buy five pouches or more. And get 25% off. Choose your favorites or a variety pack there with, again, primeshrimp.com. I'm going to forget this Missouri thing if we don't get to it Uh, again. I don't know why it's not sticking in my head. We knew for a while that um, Missouri had passed the law that said that high school athletes have the right to earn or attempt to earn compensation, basically NIL, after uh, signing. But what is interesting? is that the way the uh, fine print is written, although it wasn't really fine print, just the way the law was written in Missouri to give more flexibility. That's what I'm pulling up now. Said that uh, it goes here. A high school athlete shall have the right to earn or attempt to earn such compensation only after signing an athletic letter of intent or other written agreement to enroll in a post-secondary educational institution in the state.
3: That means a financial aid agreement, a scholarship agreement. And
2: inside the state, is this only for Missouri students? Yes, like high school students. So
3: here's an example. Yeah, Luther Burton. Well, there's one that's coming up. Okay, Williams Nawari, a five-star yeah, 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 player yeah. out of out of uh, Missouri, who's scheduled to uh, make a commitment Monday. It's it's uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, Georgia. Well, if he goes to Missouri. He can sign a financial aid agreement and begin to get NIL money on September the 1st as long as the document he signs is with an in-state institution. So Missouri gets a four-month jump so dec- yeah, okay. on competition. They can pay him legally in September. This is a If rule, he went to Georgia, Georgia can't.
2: This is a rule that came out a good while ago um, because I remember Neil and I covering this from a different way. Um, they started allowing players to sign scholarship agreements prior to schol- prior to signing NILs. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, National Letter of Intense, NLIs. Um, I hate how they're right, transfixed yeah. anyway. yeah, It's um, another reason to call it pay for play. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting confused. So, C.J. Hampton, former Ole Miss signee, former Ole Miss football player, defensive back, he signed scholarship papers with multiple schools back in oh, yeah, the day. Oh, yeah, I remember this. It was Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Florida State, if I have this correctly. I actually covered his announcement in Meridian that time. Uh, what happens under this rule, or at least it did back then, was that that obligated those three schools to C.J. Hampton. They had all the liability, and if he wanted to come to those schools, they had to honor his scholarship and enroll him as a student at that school, obviously, to play football. But it did not do anything for the kid. He could still go to Boston College or Kansas or USC or wherever he wanted to go despite signing those agreements, he could sign multiple of those agreements. Back then they had a dumb rule in effect that if technically the scholarship agreement, allowed let coaches talked about the player publicly and recruit him without the liabilities of restrictions of recruiting. But if he ended up not going to your school, you committed violations every time you did so. Yeah. Because he had to follow through for it not to become a violet. It's one of the dumber things that they've done, but that's what this is playing off of here is that a kid could sign this scholarship paper start receiving NIL from the collective inside the state of Missouri because of this rule and yes they could get money in september october november december until he enrolls wherever the catch is you could have a kid simply take your signing bonus enjoy that for 3 or 4 months and then go play somewhere else yeah that is the that is the other side of it that would at least potentially be possible in the
3: williams noari hypothetical he could commit to Missouri sign some sort of paperwork. Yeah. It would only be binding for the school. It's not binding for him. He could take NIL money, pay for play money as a high schooler all the way through December. And then on December, the 20, whatever Oklahoma. sign with Oklahoma. And what are you going to do?
2: Yeah.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
2: But they, in theory, get a four or nine-month jump depending on when the child, the, the kid is enrolling. Yeah. Because it's nine-month jump if to, he's to an August kid. Right. Or a May kid, I guess. May, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. How big of a deal is it? I I think it's earlier money. Yeah. I mean, the determining factor for a kid doesn't hurt. No, of
3: course not. If I tell you, Hey, Chase, there's this big payment that's coming your way. Do you want it? Does it just mean you want it in September or January?
2: Does it just mean you're going to get back to the old system where schools just pay under the table to match it? We're still doing that. I know, but But even more so, I don't know beats me because if I'm Oklahoma and I'm fighting this, I go, Hey, look, that's how we would have done it. Pre 2020. What's the number? Hey, let me let me give you a heads up. Yeah, they can do that, and it's whatever. But you know, you got paperwork on that. I'm I'm going to hand this to you, and you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to file taxes. What I, what I'm giving you, it's the whole number. You know what they're going to do? They're going to take money from you. Yeah, twenty. As soon as they percent, take it, they're right. going to take this percentage before the, whatever they're telling you. That's not what you're going to get. Ask them. No, no, no. They're they're going to make sure you're going to write all this down. You're going to do all this stuff. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just handing you cash. Let's keep it our little secret. Yeah. I don't know.
3: I don't know. I think what people will tell you is that there's more money for the the athletes today than there was in the the under-the-table days because people are more willing to give now that it's not taboo. That there's no risk of your name coming out in an NCAA thing where you look like you did something unsavory. I mean, now, if you give money to NIL or to pay for play, I mean, nobody thinks anything of it, really. If anything, you're applauded. You're certainly not, you know, shamed. No, no, no. When your name came out on an NCAA thing years ago, you there was a certain level of shame to it. Oh, of course. Scarlet letter of sorts. Yes, of course. You dumbass giving your money to some kid, you know, blah, 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 blah.
2: Disassociations, the whole yeah, deal. Yeah,
3: the whole deal. You can't go to games. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I it's it's in this case, I think I think it's
2: an advantage for Missouri. It is an advantage. I just think you also can recruit against it depending on what type of kid you're dealing with. Sure.
3: And as someone who does not know Williams Nawari, yeah, no clue. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I don't know him. Don't know his family. Can't speak to motivations or, or, lack his or lack thereof character or lack thereof. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's an upstanding young man until proven otherwise.
2: Closing the other topic. You think Cal and Stanford are for sure in SMU in or not?
3: Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I couldn't begin to weigh in on that. I mean, I mean, if, if Ross Dellinger says, so I'll take his word for it. I'm going to guess Ross is a little more connected to that deal than I am. I would like to see his phone log
2: for a day. He <laughs> probably has some
3: interesting conversations.
2: And a lot of the fascinating part to me is just so much conjecture. You're trying to actually mold into anything. But well, you do have the concept of everybody understanding. We're just sort of laying out the snapshot. Yeah. You're not going to get killed in 10 days when it changes. Because it's going to change. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, look at last Friday. I mean, it changed from six a.m. to eight
2: a.m. I mean,
3: I kind of think some people
2: got played, but they did. They took that meeting as serious. That the, all those ads were in the room for the same purpose. Well, put yourself in their shoes
3: for just a minute. If
2: the ads at
3: Oregon and and Arizona and all these places tell you, "Hey, I think it's all going to work out. I think we're going to be okay,"
2: I mean, they had a board meeting only an executive session the night before.
3: I once took the word of a football of a football coach know, about an NCAA case. I know.
2: Turned out to not exactly be accurate. Yeah. If you'd like a history lesson, uh, story of the day, I recommend Sam Kahn with a story about uh, similarities between the Pac-12 and the Southwest Conference back when it was breaking up in the 90s. Uh, essentially how what is happening right now to Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State is the same thing that happened to Houston, Rice, SMU, and TCU back in uh, February of 1994 because it was TV-related back then. I mean, I was too young to completely understand this because in 94 I was 10 years old. But um, I guess turning 11. But um, Because he leads here, and I, I found it was kind of clever. He said, The fate of multiple schools and entire conference hinged on a television contract. When clarity finally came, the resulting chain reaction stable, destabilized college sports. Several schools fled that major conference, one with decades of rich history, traditions, and championships, for stability and more lucrative futures than another league. The schools who left would maintain their place in college football's power structure, but the conference they fled was crippled. With just four of its members left to fend for themselves, it's about the Southwest Conference in the uh, in the mid nineties as everything was uh, was falling apart here. And the the, the easy thing for people my age that don't necessarily understand this, and we talked a little bit about this last year with when college and pro and high school could play games and that College Football Association, the group that was formed in the 70s, that that negotiated television rights on behalf of, frankly, most FBS schools back in that day. Um, They did a four-year contract renewal with ABC for the ACC Big Big 8, the SEC, the Southwest Conference, and the WAC. The Big Ten and Pac-10, I know you're shocked by this, were not members of that, and they did their own thing even uh, back then. But what happened was the SEC and the Big East negotiated a deal on their own. They didn't have any help with the College Football Association. CBS had gotten back into the game with the SEC, which they had lost NFL rights, had to put their money somewhere, so they put it in college football with the SEC and the Big East for basketball. Good move, by the way. I jumped in early on SEC football and Big East basketball. That was pretty smart. It's a good move by CBS right there. For sure. Well, what happened then? That was the death blow because they'd already lost Notre Dame to NBC in '91 when they went independent and got their own deal. They were already independent when they got their deal with NBC. Well, because of that and those out, it broke up the entire thing off the table. The ACC signed its own deal. The Southwest Conference and Big Eight didn't really have any options, uh, and then ended up with a merger to get something with 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 ABC. Arkansas had left for the uh, the SEC at that point, and then that left those eight, those eight schools, Texas, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, and Houston. They merged, and then, or sorry, they were the four public schools, four private schools, and then you had the four and four that merged into the Big 8, into the Big 12, and then the ones that were left over. What is fascinating is as much as we talk about some of these programs that have been huge and all the money and all how wanted they are, frankly, Texas started this whole mess and with the Longhorn Network when realignment started happening. It's a crazy, crazy stat. The Southwest Conference from uh, 1991 to 1993, so, I mean, you know, 30 years ago, but not crazy. They had one team in any of those three seasons finishing the AP Top 25. That's how far the Southwest Conference had fallen at the time. Frankly, a lot like the Pac-12 right now outside of SC and, you know, Oregon or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. Um, Texas A&M one time was the only top 25 participant from 1991 to 1993. Four schools merged with the Big Eight. They found life rafts. They formed the Big 12. Arkansas had left, Mm -hmm. go to the SEC, and then the four left over, had to figure it out. Houston ends up in the – in Conference USA, I guess. I yeah. think it was Houston. Yeah. And the other three others joined the WAC. Oh. The WAC. Louisiana Tech was in the WAC for a while. They were. with What was the quarterback that was pretty good there? Um, oh, uh. Oh what was that his
3: name? Dunnigan? No.
2: Mm-hmm. They Not had a quarterback, quarterback when they were in the WAC that was pretty good. I can't and remember. I'm forgetting his name. It's a fascinating story because it is. It's, 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 there's a lot of mirror here. There really is.
3: I bet Louisiana Tech wishes they were in the Sun Belt right now. What a fit that would be for them instead of Conference USA.
2: The quotes. This guy, Sam Kahn, pulled a bunch of quotes out from the newspapers back in the mid-90s from the different chancellors and ADs and people. And it's it's, it's really interesting. I mean, it, it, again, it's a good history lesson if you'd like to get on there and kind of read about it and see Tim, history, history repeating itself. Tim Rattay bit. is your answer. That is the answer. Dwight. Just Dwight's. Came up with that in the in the thread, stream. Well, part of it, the Southwest Conference was all in one state. Footprint was Texas. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they had no. Mm-hmm. If people cared about that,
3: it, it was, was literally it. the state of Texas and then Arkansas, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess that's correct. Because when that happened, there was no. they would you know essentially there was no power team in mm. Dallas, Houston, or Fort Worth which is what at the time was shocking to everybody. who thought, oh, big city football. Mm-hmm. And they went, no, 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 they're they're out. Last game of the Southwest Conference, December second, nineteen 1995, Houston beat Rice 18-17. Great game. Rice season ticket holders Dick and Margie Hudson flipped a large switch on the field after the game to turn out the lights, literally and figuratively, on 81 years of history. Rice, SMU, and TCU joined the WAC. Houston joined the newly formed Conference USA.
3: Do you know what Tim Rattay does now?
2: I can't say that I know what Tim Rattay does now.
3: He is the quarterback's coach for Oklahoma State.
2: Oh, really?
3: Yep. Been there since 2020. He uh, broke into coaching with the Las Vegas Locomotives. He went to Louisiana Tech. He was the wide receivers coach. Then he was the quarterback's coach. He went to the Washington Redskins. And then he's been at Oklahoma State. <sighs>
2: Interesting. I did yep. not know that. There you go. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespar 662 662-238-3159, phone service, pro controls, network security, and much more, so you can get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159.
3: Brought to you by service specialist staffing and recruiting agency connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you uh, across the board, uh, whether you're entry level or you're a seasoned professional. If you are a company looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, service specialists can help you too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent, on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, it's always free for the candidate, so you have nothing to lose. Give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth the Dental. Bubba McQueen and Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile Using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime rivals, board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Let's find your... My Perfect Franchise at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404 973 9901. we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68 acre, 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got uh, two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced to being able to compete at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great uh, venue for events, corporate outings, uh, reunions, that kind of thing. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: Men's basketball renewal deadline coming up. That's August 31st. Renew or purchase now to be the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets on sale for just $50 per season ticket. Those can be found at OleMissTix.com. Also, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaign for football. Go to Give2Athletics to, to sign up today. Also, uh, football party packs available. Single-game tickets for football will go on sale August 15th, but you can uh, buy now so you don't miss the 2023 football season. Anyone who ordered football season tickets will receive their tickets and park passes via email on August 15th. I give him credit because look, I mean, if Stanford gets into the ACC, it is a life raft for the Cardinal. Um, it's the best they could do. Their AD did a hell of a job. That's all. That's that was your option, and you got it done. Sure. I'll give him because he's ignoring the other sports and the stuff that people are concerned about. It's not football travel that anybody's overly up in arms about. But he's focusing on what he should be focusing on from a PR standpoint, which is football, because that's all anybody's talking about and all that matters. Yeah. I actually kind of get his quote here. He goes, I'm okay with traveling. Our guys love playing football, and if you've got to travel a little more, that means when people come play us, they've got to travel too. We want to be in a great conference, and we're sure that'll happen. The travel, if it happens, it's fine. People used to come across the country in a covered wagon. It would take them months, and they'd be completely different people by the time they got there. We get on a plane for five hours, six hours. It's not the end of the world. You get drinks served to you and some snacks. It's not that bad. I like that quote, honestly, going, hey, shut up. Yeah. It's all right.
3: It's not we're really, cool. It's not really about
2: the football. It's the, it's not even high a baseball here, guys. Like, they're, yeah, we're it's, fine. We're going to play. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yes, it's your volleyball team that's going to Happy Valley on a <laughs> Tuesday. That's the yeah. problem.
3: But. Well, it's your women's basketball team. It's just – It's, it's so, stupid. It, it's so much of the stuff that's just stupid.
2: Greg Zanke, though. I mean, I know he's saying the truth because, I mean, Lane felt this too. But, like, you know, he has been the quote. He feels sadness about the realignment. It's like, okay, I don't know. I mean, hates the Pac-12 broke up, sure, but you feel a little bit like Scrooge McDuck or sitting on your throne, going, "I hate that. That sucks." (laughs) As you pick at the spare bones that are not his fault, they're lying around. It's Texas's fault. They started this whole mess. I
3: mean, sure, Texas's job is to look out for Texas. Oh, sure, you know, Biden. I mean. It's Texas's job to look out for Texas, and they've done so quite well. They've positioned themselves appropriately. They're better off being in the SEC than they would have been in the Pac-12. Oh,
2: duh. I mean,
3: Oklahoma is better off being in the SEC than they would have staying in the big, big,
2: big twelve or whatever wherever they were wherever, they were, they were, wherever.
3: yeah. I mean, Oklahoma is a much better cultural fit for the SEC than it would have been the
2: Pac-12. I mean, Oklahoma fits this thing like a glove. I mean, I would like some oral history of the trips that Oklahoma makes to Berkeley for a football games <laughs> and, and hear about it. But yeah, and vice versa. But I mean, Oklahoma, Ole Miss will be a lot of fun in 2024 here. Oh, that is on the so, docket, isn't it? Yeah, they'll bring a good. It's good. They'll it's bring. I'll mean, bring a lot of people. It makes tons of sense. Well, it's like Josh McQuiston, he was talking about the other day. I was on Twitter, works for Oklahoma's one with the team site, SilverScroop.com. Group.com. Uh, I have a hard time remembering where anybody is from a network standpoint, so I just stopped talking. But um On three. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay. Um, everyone else. Yeah, I had to kinda of quit for a minute. <laughs> I went, ooh. Um But like he was getting put into lists that was like SEC media, and he was like, This feels really strange right now. Like yeah. I don't this is this is real, but it, it's yeah. not necessarily not computing right now. Yeah,
3: I saw Kerry Murdoch in Nashville, and he was there. I was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, yeah.
2: And for just a minute, I'd kind of forgotten. You're like, why, why are you here? So he came even now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were just. Well, if you're their fans, you're juiced. Oh, Let's fans, go ahead and start talking about it. Yeah. fans Let's, are thrilled. Yeah.
3: We're Again, in. I mean, this time next year is going to be. Fun. Yeah. Fun's may, the answer. Maybe may be crazy, but yeah. The 2024 season is much more exciting than the
2: 2023 season. Yeah, you don't want to From give one away, but you do channel. sort of feel like, hey, we're trying to get to next year. This sure. This is this is just whatever. Sure, it's not, but it is. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, again, next year, the the whole parameters change on the way we cover it and everything. This year, if I, if I tell you this year that Ole Miss loses to, let's say Ole Miss loses to Alabama and LSU, mm-hmm. okay. Well, they're done. They're not going, to the, not going to Atlanta. Probably not playing in the playoff. Almost certainly not playing in the playoff. If next year they lost two games and then went on a winning streak and had some big game like the one at Georgia, you'd be going, you know what? You beat Georgia. You're in the playoff. Totally different concept, context. The way you approach everything totally changes in a way that is kind of more exciting.
2: A closing thought here, because I had this written down and forgot to get to it, Um couple ACC rejections come came yesterday as far as waivers for uh, for athletes on the second-time transfer thing. I get every case has its own situation and its own merit, but probably it sent some chills down a lot of coaches in football and basketball spines as – the NCAA to this point has been very strict on these second time transfers, so just keep very that strict. just keep that in your pocket as things move forward. Because Ole Miss's basketball season completely hinges on the impact of these waivers. In my opinion, Brandon Murray and Cise as far as getting eligible and being there, and I, I, I believe CC has a legitimate case. And if they give out waivers, I think he has a good chance at one. I hear less about Brandon Murray. Yeah, Murray is more important for the roster for sure. Um, so just kind of keep that in your pocket here is we don't know when decisions will be made, but to this point, you're not seeing a lot of granted waivers on this second time transfer.
3: Yeah. There's not a lot of precedent that's being established to make you feel optimistic.
2: If you don't have documentation of some sort of mental distress, you appear to be completely out of luck. There seems to be a pretty good line on, Hey, there better be some level of actual documentation or action. in whatever it is that you're trying to do. That's sort of where it feels like it's at right now. So, again, just be aware of that. We will uh, talk to Jeffrey tomorrow on the show. And uh, rebelgrove.com, in the meantime, again, practice last night. Read about your list Bentley this morning. More stuff coming as the uh, day moves on as well. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?